Hello and welcome to episode 819 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Friday, March 1st, 2024, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with St. Alphonsus Liguri's Friday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain love towards her and Jesus Christ. O Mary, I already know that thou art the most noble, the most sublime, the most pure, the most beautiful, the most benign, the most holy, in a word, the most amiable of all creatures. O that all knew thee, my lady, and loved thee as thou dost merit. But I am consoled when I remember that in heaven and on earth there are so many happy souls who live enamored of thy goodness and beauty. Above all, I rejoice that God himself loves thee alone more than he loves all men and angels together. My most amiable queen, I, a miserable sinner, love thee also, but I love thee too little. I desire a greater and more tender love towards thee, and this thou must obtain for me, since to love thee is a great mark of predestination and a grace which God only grants to those whom he will save. I see also, my mother, that I am indeed under great obligations to thy son. I see that he merits infinite love. Thou who desirest nothing else but to see him loved hast to obtain me this grace above all others. Obtain me great love for Jesus Christ. Thou obtainest all that thou willest from God. Ah, then be graciously pleased to obtain me the grace, to be so united to the divine will that I may never more be separated from it. I do not ask of thee earthly goods, honors, or riches. I ask thee for that which thy heart desires most for me. I wish to love my God. Is it possible that thou refusest to second this my desire, which is so pleasing to thee? Ah, no. Thou already helpest me. Already thou prayest for me. Pray, pray, and cease not to pray until thou seest me safe in heaven, beyond the possibility of evermore losing my Lord, and certain to love him forever together with thee, my dearest mother. Today, friends, we are going to take a look at Meditations for Lent. As most of you who listen to the Our Lady of Fatima podcast are probably aware of this, we've been going through Meditations for Lent by another great saint and doctor of the church, the angelic doctor, St. Thomas Aquinas. And it's available at fisheaters.com. It was initially published by Sheed and Ward in 1937. I highly recommend fisheaters.com. It's an excellent traditional Catholic website. Also wanted to talk about uh, making reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus in the nine First Fridays devotion. I'm getting this information from Fatima.org. And since I'm recording this on the first Friday of the month, I wanted to share it with you. Begin with this. Behold this heart, which is so loved men that it has spared nothing even to exhausting and consuming itself in order to testify to its love. And in return, I receive from the greater part only in gratitude by their irreverence and sacrilege and by the coldness and contempt they have for me in this sacrament of love. I feel this more than all that I suffered during my passion. If only they would make me some return for my love, I should think but little of all I have done for them and would wish, were it possible, to suffer still more. But the sole return they make for all my eagerness to do them good is to reject me and treat me with coldness. Do you at least console me by supplying for their ingratitude as far as you are able? It's a quote from our Lord, the revelations of the Sacred Heart of Jesus to St. Margaret Mary 
Alacoque. And the Fatima Center says, our Lord longs to find special expressions of our love for him on the first Friday of each month, your fervent Holy Communion as a special act of reparation and love to the Sacred Heart of Jesus will greatly console our Lord for the ingratitude and outrages that he endures for our sake and the Blessed Sacrament. And these are our Lord's 12 promises to those who honor his Sacred Heart. Number one, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state of life. Two, I will give peace in their families. Three, I will console them in all their troubles. Four, they shall find in my heart an assured refuge during life and especially at the hour of death. Five, I will pour abundant blessings on all their undertakings. Six, sinners shall find in my heart the source and infinite ocean of mercy. Seven, tepid souls shall become fervent. Eight, fervent souls shall speedily rise to great perfection. Nine, I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and honored. Ten, I will give to priests the power to touch the most hardened hearts. Eleven, those who propagate this devotion shall have their name written in my heart and it shall never be effaced. Twelve, the all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving the sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour of death. So a reminder, friends, for us to always honor the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, because he more than deserves it. He has more than earned it by what he went through for us. And of course, simply because he's God, it doesn't mean he has to earn anything. He's worthy of our worship by who he is. But then you you think of uh, all that he's done for us, all he's gone through for us. So even more so should we be devoted to our Lord's sacred heart. On the first Friday of the month and every day of our lives, so as I said, we're going to get back to fisheaters.com and Meditations for Lent by the angelic Dr. St. Thomas Aquinas. This is second Friday of Lent, and this meditation is entitled Feast of the Holy Winding Sheet. Joseph taking the body wrapped it up in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new monument. Matthew twenty-seven fifty-nine. Number one, by this clean linen cloth, three things are signified in a hidden way. Namely, one, the pure body of Christ. For the cloth was made of linen, which by much pressing is made white. And in like manner, it was after much pressure that the body of Christ came to the brightness of the resurrection. Thus, it behooved Christ to, to suffer and to rise again from the dead the third day, Luke twenty four forty six. Two, the church, which without spot or wrinkle, Ephesians five twenty seven, is signified by this linen woven out of many threads. Three, a clear conscience where Christ reposes. Number two, and laid him in his own new monument. <coughs> It was Joseph's own grave, and certainly it was somehow appropriate 
that he who had died for the sins of others should be buried in another man's grave. Notice that it was a new grave. Had other bodies already been laid in it, there might have been a doubt which had arisen. There is another fitness in this circumstance, namely that he who was buried in this new grave was he who was born of a virgin mother. As Mary's womb knew no child before him nor after him, so was it with this grave. Again, we may understand that it is in a soul renewed, excuse me, that it is in a soul renewed that Christ is buried by faith, that Christ may dwell by faith in our hearts, Ephesians 3, 17. St. John's gospel adds, now there was in the place where he was crucified a garden and in the garden a new sepulcher, John nineteen forty one which recalls to us that as Christ was taken in a garden and suffered his agony in a garden, so in a garden was he buried, and thereby we are reminded that it was from the sin committed by Adam in the garden of delightfulness that by the power of his passion Christ set us free, and also that through the passion the church was consecrated, the church which again is as a garden closed. And that's the meditation for today. Um, Joseph of Arimathea being remembered for giving his own, his own grave, a new grave to the Lord. I think maybe this is a subtle reminder or maybe more than subtle reminder. We need to give the Lord our best. That doesn't mean we have to give him millions of dollars if we don't have millions of dollars or thousands of dollars if we don't have thousands of dollars, but, you know, donating to the church and things of this nature. But whatever we are able to give, be it alms, be it our our time, talent, and treasure, right? The three T's. Everything that we have belongs to the Lord. All of our time, talent, and treasure, it's his. We're stewards of it in this life. So if everything is his, then in all that we do, every action, all of our thoughts, all of our words, let us do it with love for him. More than one saint, and this is, usually associated with St. Therese of Lisieux or St. Teresa of Calcutta, but I'm sure many saints have said similar things about doing little things with great love. We are the little ones of the world, most of us. We're not famous politicians or billionaires. If you are a famous politician or billionaire, Welcome to the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. You need to repent and believe in the gospel just like everyone else. But most of us live our lives in quiet, modest circumstances with our families and our our close circle of friends. But whatever we've been given and whatever family we've been born into, whichever group of friends we have, that's been willed by the Lord. And we're called to be Christ to others in whatever circumstance we're in, whether we live in a city 
or a small town, an urban area, a rural area. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, that's where you're making your offering, your sacrifice to the Lord. And this goes back to a lot of what St. Jose Maria Escrivá said as well. If you're a mother changing a diaper, that table, that place where you're changing the diaper, that's in a way your altar. You're offering that up to the Lord. Changing diapers, not the most elegant, the most delightful task in the world. But if you do it with love, you say, Lord, I'm changing this diaper because I know it's taking care of my child. I'm loving my child and I'm loving you. I'm offering this up. This is my little offering of love to you. Same thing if you're working at an office job and you're in your cubicle. Whatever I'm doing to help out this company, to help this corporation, this business, whatever, be successful, providing for myself, providing for my family, I thank you, Lord, and I'm making this my little offering to you. I'm going to do whatever I have to do, even the most mundane task in my day-to-day work at the office. I'm going to offer it up with love for you, out of love for you, Jesus. And that's something that's very pleasing. That's something that makes the Lord very happy. There's no doubt about that. So whatever we do, let's give the Lord our best. Let's always try our best in whatever we do. And do it with a spirit of love for our Lord and our Lady. And that will be tremendously pleasing to them and it makes our lives more special. It makes our lives more magnificent when we realize that, you know, I'm not just a a person who's aimlessly going through this life, going from one humdrum task to another. But whether what you're doing is exciting to you or boring or whatever the case might be, if you're doing it with love for the Lord, you're doing it with love for Our Lady of Fatima. Of course, Jesus wants his mother to be honored. No one keeps the commandments better than him. And the fourth commandment is honor thy father and thy mother. And at the foot of the cross, he says to St. John, behold your mother. And to the, the blessed mother, woman, behold your son. Blessed mother's our mother. So we honor her when we honor her son. So whatever we're doing in our day-to-day existence if we do it out of love for our Lord and our lady, we're building up treasure in heaven for ourselves. We're building up merit. We don't get to heaven by our own volition. Of course not. We can only get to heaven by God's grace. We're saved by grace alone would be a good way of putting it. But how we experience heaven, how we experience eternity will vary for people. It's like, You might have heard the old adage before, uh, what heaven's like. It's, you could be filled up with a, a shot glass full of water, or you could be filled up with a swimming pool full of water. Are both things filled to capacity? Yes. But obviously the swimming pool has more water in it than the shot glass. Well, that's like it is with grace. God's grace being poured into us 
for all eternity? Are we going to be filled up as a, a shot glass or a swimming pool or like an ocean? Okay, well, that all depends on how we lived our lives. How did we, dis- how did we respond to the Lord's love in this life? How did we respond to the graces he was giving us? Did we say yes or did we say no? Did we live lives that were vicious or lives that were virtuous? He's always calling us to himself. Are we listening? Are we responding to the love that he's giving us? Let's be cognizant of that during Lent and let's always respond to the love the Lord is giving us. He wants us to do good and avoid evil. He wants us to love him, wants us to love our lady with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our strength and love our neighbors as ourself. All right, friends, let us conclude once more by mentioning Helping Autism through learning and outreach available on the web at halo-soma.org. That's H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org. Please tune into episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast for more information pertaining to RPM. That's an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. Before my niece was about eight years old, we didn't even know her favorite color. Now we know she's a comprehensive genius who composes music, poetry, very skilled in regards to mathematics. She even knows foreign languages. How many other people like her are out there who have all these gifts and all these talents, but they don't have access to open communication? Communication is a human right. And what RPM is doing is taking people out of a prison of silence and moving them into the world of open communication where they rightfully belong. Can you imagine how sad and frustrated you would be if you were unable to communicate? Well, RPM is doing for non-speakers what sign language did for the deaf in terms of being able to communicate. You can also point to Braille in terms of being able to read for the blind. It's that massive but you cannot use a tool unless you know about it. That's where you come in. Please spread that website and those episodes of Our Lady's podcast far and wide. May God richly bless you for doing so. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Please say an Ave Maria for yours truly, and I will talk to you again tomorrow. Goodbye, and God love you.